Give us some men who know the truth and who will declare the truth and who will stand with Athanasius and Polycarp and Calvin and Luther and Whitfield and Edwards and who will declare from the housetops that the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. And here we go. You're listening to the Bearded Wretches Podcast. Three guys talking about reform theology, coffee, marriage, and culture, all for the glory of God. Welcome to the Bearded Wretches Podcast. This is our initial kickoff. I am one of the hosts of this podcast. My name is Caleb Gordon. We also have on board with us Aaron Vaughn, Zach Costello. And we are the three bearded wretches, and tonight we're going to give you a preview and just sort of kind of what we want to try to do is sit down together and we want to talk about things that are Reformed theology, coffee, relationships, world events. world events, we're talking about it all, but we're going to kick off with tonight, because... The last time we got together was obviously not on this podcast. It was on something different, but uh, it was a, it was the other Northfield podcast. But um, we talked about uh, the play thing, but it got us talking afterwards. Is there multiple avenues that God uses to bring people to faith? Are there multiple avenues? Uh, the, the church today. Um, has this mentality that it takes a Vegas style show, yeah, to to Many get a, to get people a in the building mm-hmm. and b be relevant enough that people you know aren't going to be turned off, right? Uh, are turned away from God, right? Um, and, and I I wanted to just talk about um, that and and looking at. Romans chapter 10, and, and listen, and I, I want to bounce off from verse 17. It says, so faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Amen. So when you hear that terminology, that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ, is the proclamation of God's word the only mechanism or the only avenue that God has chosen to use to save mankind. Yeah, and for for people to come to know Him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? to come to know yeah. Him in a saving faith manner. Yeah, um, yeah. Because well, in our in our super liberal, quickly becoming leftist type society, you have the kind of super uh, tolerant. I'm using big air quotes there. The the tolerance mentality, right? That that well, there's many ways to know God, or many. You use the word avenues, and I mm-hmm. like that. You know, mm-hmm. are there many ways to God, or many ways to know God, or to come to know Him? And you know, it'd be very uh, loosey goosey, right? Yeah, and I look at the world in which we live today, and I see uh, churches, and I use that terminology. I mean, loosely, we now have pastors that come out in. $50,000 cars, we, we come out um, in um, jumping in swimming pools, doing all these different things that yep. take place, 
and and they're doing it to quote unquote make a point right about their message and and Jesus is just sort of kind of tacked on at the end yeah and it and make Bible even is sort of, and it's most of the time it's thrown up on a screen nobody yeah. says hey pull out your Bible it's up on a screen and it's right. normally one verse one verse and it's not even really the full verse it's usually just like mm-hmm. a piece of it yeah. to to make their point a little chunk yeah a little <laughs> chunk to make yeah. their point and I've been in those services, and you know that, for, yeah. for a long time, where um, you don't notice it right. if you're not looking for it. And why would you be looking for it? You don't have your Bible open no. you know, most of the time in those types of environments. And, and I don't mean to blanket statement that for everyone, but in general, you know, you're looking up on the screen. And it's partial verse, part maybe even a partial sentence. Well, let me ask you and guys. you don't even notice. <laughs> Just to, not to cut you off, just to play devil's advocate, so okay. to speak, right here. Is there any place for that kind of facilitation of the gospel or of scripture? Oh, or why'd you ask that? You know, uh, can, in other words, can I go to a church that does this kind of thing, this kind of mm. teaching, this way of teaching or showing or worship? or? Yeah. Well, I was reading in Romans, I mean, we, we referenced Romans ten seventeen, but... You got to read it in context. A verse out of pre- out of context is pretext. And so let's go. To, let's look at the whole text here in 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 its in its context, starting in verse fourteen. How then will they call upon him whom they have not believed? And how will they believe in him of whom they've never heard? And how will they hear without someone preaching? Mm-hmm. And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news, but they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who shall believe what he has heard from us? So faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of Christ. But I ask, how have they not heard? Indeed, they have. For the voice has gone out from all of the earth, and their words to the ends of the world. So... When you you say how do how do people come to because that I think your question is is there multiple avenues or multiple mechanisms to bring people to saving faith? Well, yes. Case in point that that the play. Well, well, yes and no. Because um, okay. I was going to wait to get to that point, but it does tie into it. I mean, it's relative. It's all relative. Okay. What I was like getting more like you're asking is about is the there a building in for... the yeah. So if I go to a church that has the one scripture up on the on the wall and you know that's what we're reading off of and then the preacher his sermon is just a story about his personal experiences that he's putting right. into text yeah is that okay or is that something i should run from those are you know what i'm saying yeah. is it yeah. am i living in sin by attending those churches you know what i mean and i think these might be that might be an important question for some yeah. people who sure aren't sure you know i would i would two things one, I'm I'm not gonna immediately tell a person you are living in sin because you're attending that location. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so I, I wouldn't go that direction immediately. I would probably start with asking a lot of questions, yeah, like sure. what you're asking. So I wouldn't say no. They're 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 immediately in sin just because they are there. Uh, but number two, Which I is, agree. With. I just want yeah to yeah. Get that clear. But number two <laughs> is what I would ask them immediately is a bunch of questions like. What is the gospel? Sure. <laughs> Start yeah. nice and simple. Um, what did Jesus mean when he mm-hmm. said X or Y, you know, sure. this or that? Sure. And uh, many times I think what you will find is 
the product that gets pumped out of churches that run in that type of functionality. Uh, we'll call it the, uh, the modern seeker-friendly type movement. Um, the type of Christianity that I've seen produced, and I know I can say this accurately because I used to be there, um, the type of Christianity that gets produced is a very shallow one and one that's not really digging into the Word, one that doesn't really understand how to study Scripture in context and under, like you just read, a verse in context so that we could have a deeper understanding. Um, so what I will say about those kinds of churches, because you asked, is what they're doing okay? Is that kind of teaching okay? And I'm just going to, from my point of view and my experience, I'm going to flat out say no. Well, here's, and oh, I think, and I wrote this down on my, I made a Facebook post on this. I said, the modern day church has dumbed down their worship services because they have had people grow up in an ADD children's church environment mm-hmm. where the focus is not on the word of God, but rather it's on a gimmick, it's on a game, it's on some sort of a pr- uh, production. Attraction. Attraction. Mm-hmm. Uh, circus type setup where they've got the bouncy castles and yeah. all those things. I'm not, yeah. and I'm. We have like, you have things like Church of the Glades with the stuff that they do, Andy Stanley's church. I mean, it's mm-hmm. all over the place. Yeah. You know? Which I just want to say real quick I don't think there's wrong with uh, some of those things. If you're having a mm-hmm. church function, and you want to have a bouncy house for the children right. to play yeah. in. I, yeah, that's, you know, I know. We, there's we a time and a place. Yeah, we need to, right. And so I don't, know, blanket, I don't want to just blanket. I don't want to blanket statement yeah. and say this is horrible because they're not. Because sometimes those fun events are good. Those aren't sure. bad. But in a lot of these bigger churches, they've they've had these gimmicks to try to get people in to get their kids in. Right. And now. And the focus is not on the Word of God. It's it's a, all right, here's a Bible verse, and boom, real quick, and then right. let's play a 45-minute game. Yeah. And, well, and if I could just interject real quick, typically, to, and I hope this brings clarity to what you asked as well, Aaron, typically it's not just one Bible verse. Mm-hmm. Typically it's about 13. And they're from different and parts. They're from <laughs> they're cherry-picked and, and scattered to from make all the point. over Scripture, mm-hmm. and they're not being brought out for the point of exegesis, mm-hmm. which I'll talk about later, but they're being brought out, like you just said, Caleb, in order to prove or to push a narrative. And they're not necessarily relevant to a what, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. God is speaking, or... Uh, necessarily to one another all the time. Right. They right. just use it well, because and it if sounds... you're actually reading your Bible, you will find <laughs> sure. that many of the verses that may be used in order to push the narrative, whatever that may be, those verses aren't even talking about that. Yeah. yeah. But they're being ripped out of context and used and twisted in that manner. And then when you go read them in context, you find out, huh, the narrative they were pushing using that verse, that's not what that verse is mm-hmm. even talking about. And then on top of that, all of those verses, of course, are going to be from about six different translations. Yeah. Sure. And then, and, and then I you, use that word lightly too. Sure. Translations. translations. <laughs> sure. The message. Yeah. Or the passion. Or the passion, or whatever. or whatever it is. But there's and that. But this, we've now grown up in this culture, and now you've got adults that are in churches like uh, you mentioned the Glades, uh, Ed Young Junior's church. Yeah, Ed Young. Ed yeah, Young. You and got Andy got, Stanley's and type church. You've and got it's, the Rick focus Warren is on type creatives. Stuff, you know. mm-hmm. the, the focus is not on the scripture and how it can be the foundation, but it's right. is your church creative? Creativity. Yeah. Creativity, and yeah. you've got... Well, it's I mean, marketing. It, it's you a giant... Market I mean, you, you look at the picture of thing. Ed Young on his stage, and he's got oh, a yes. Maserati in the background. Let with, me guess, that was a men's event. 
Uh, I don't know if it is or not, but it's got the, the picture that I showed them. Is, is there's a Maserati car sitting on the stage with you know RPM is is the is the title of the sermon, and I can't really tell. Well, that what, wasn't the translation he was using. It may be. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. This is the RPM Bible, <laughs> and so it, it and it, we've got this this focus, and because the reason we've got churches like this with grown ups grown ups like this is because this is a product of the modern day children's church where the focus right. isn't on scripture. Yeah. And right. I, and elevation. He, yeah, and elevate any yeah. of those guys. Sure. But I I have friends, his son is my son's age. He came from Africa. You guys know Cedric. Mm-hmm. And his son, the notes that he takes, and I'm not saying this lightly, are seminary level. Yeah. From like, a child. From a I like <laughs> in I, I looked at his notes and I literally was like these notes are better than some of my stuff that I write. What in the world? <laughs> and he's 11. It's because there's such a deep reverence for the word. Yeah. yeah. For what it is. Yeah. And yeah. I think that gets lost in the culturistic kind of secular yeah. movement. Yeah, we want to show your experience. We talked about that earlier. You're, instead of preaching the word, which is what Paul says in 2 Timothy 4, I charge you... <laughs> Me, I command you. That's this a is command. a responsibility, yeah. and it's a weighty responsibility. Mm-hmm. I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead. That's very judgmental, Paul. Why are you bringing that wow. up? <laughs> and by his appearing and his kingdom, by all these things, I charge you, preach the word. And yeah. so if to say it again to your original question, are is what those churches are doing uh, right and I say no because they're not preaching the word. No, they're not. And that's the problem is 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 that Paul says that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. So you yeah. say, how is it that men and women come to know who Jesus is? Is yeah. it because you know the pastor jumps into a swimming pool off a giant diving board yeah. to prove a point, or like that? You think I'm joking? That's happening in Tulsa. Yeah. Uh, or, or there's what, a like guy that brings church or I think similar. no transformation, uh, and so they they um, or they have a giant car on stage, or they've got some sort of a you know gimmick, or the pastor's rolled out in a bed. That's that's another one that when they have the you know sermon. Oh, gotta, I saw that. We got to yeah. pack the pews, so let's me and my wife yeah. will be rolled out on a bed, and we're going to talk about sex. Yeah. Or there was one what? where he uh, the guy rolled out in like this giant oversized recliner thing, mm-hmm. and he was like rolling out. It was like robotic, and there it was like football themed. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> and so we've we've got once again back to the idea of gimmicks. And so at the end of these sermon series, they they'll give an invitation. Do you want to you want to come to know the Jesus that's this, that's awesome like this? Come yeah. on down, and yeah. so they come down, and they right. they but what pray they a prayer. To? Exactly, like what Jesus exactly was preached. Well, one that you know? satisfies their emotional right sensibilities right. at the time. It's an say. emotional, <laughs> sen- sensual. Well, or well a, you mentioned that they're they're like tacking Jesus on, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. like sprinkle a little Jesus on everything else that just happened, and it's uh, then it's like, well, do you want the Jesus that will? Fix your marriage. Well, of course I do. Fix your finances. Well, of course I do. Fix this or fix that. And so Jesus is being turned into some sort of spiritual duct tape. Mm-hmm. And it's it, it, it or or as I've heard him, it's a do. He's a do better pill. Yeah, sure. And I'm like, that's not what. Like when you read Romans seven, it says faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. That means that the word 
is preached and mm-hmm. proclaimed. And as our yeah. intro with Steve Lawson, give us some men who know the truth. Right. And is right. absolute truth. Scripture yeah. is absolute Absolutely. truth. Absolutely. It brings me to this question I want to ask both of you. Because this is the idea that we're trying to drive home. We're not trying to tear down our brothers and sisters in Christ. Or if you attend a, a church that you know may fall in line with what we're speaking to, we're not saying you know turn around and abandon all your your faith in in what you've been taught. Or, right. or it's a, it's a hard decision. Yeah, yeah. And just, not to be just, taken lightly. Just study the word. Yeah, study and the word. Based off yeah. of that, um, I just want to ask real quick. Uh, the scripture. What is it? What is what is scripture? What is sola scripture? What is this thing that we keep referencing that everybody keeps talking to us about? Sola scriptura. Yes. Yeah. What is it? I'm gonna let Zachary. You're. Oh, you're letting you're, me take that. You're right on. You're, I mean, this is <laughs> well, this is your wheel. I, mean, yeah, so I know what it is. is but... the, this is the the point of what we're getting to, or, or what we're leading up mm-hmm. to with all this conversation is. When, when the church fathers uh, of centuries past and those who came before us and the reformers and the early church fathers even before them, when they came along and defined these beautiful doctrines that we hold to uh, in Reformed theology especially, um, they did so with a purpose. And it was to magnify the name of Christ, to glorify God, and to magnify his scripture, his word. And so one of the things that came down, and this is what we're getting at, is sola scriptura. And this is one of the, the five solas you may be familiar with. We are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, according to the scriptures alone, all for the glory of God alone. Amen. Um, so sola scriptura, I'm going to read a, a quick just a paragraph from uh, one of my favorite documents, and that's the 1689 Confession of Faith, the Baptist Confession of Faith. And what the 1689 starts with, and really all the great historic confessions, like the Westminster, um, the Belgic Confession, the Heidelberg, all of these great confessions start by magnifying Scripture yeah. to the highest degree. And the 1689 does it for 10 paragraphs. I'm just going to read <laughs> So, So understand, quick. Christian, we're speaking yeah. to you. Yeah. This is your heritage. This is your... This is where it came from. This mm-hmm. is... This is Years and years and years and years yeah. before your great grandfather, you know, this yeah. was the original church. Christian history. Documenting yeah. what uh, scripture is. So. Yeah. So, one of the great documents of church history here. So, paragraph one, sentence one of the 1689. The holy scriptures are the only sufficient, certain, and infallible standard of all saving knowledge, faith, and obedience. The light of nature and the works of creation and providence so clearly demonstrate the goodness, wisdom, and power of God that people are left without excuse. That's Romans 1. However, these demonstrations are not sufficient to give the knowledge of God, the full knowledge of God, that is, and his will that is necessary for salvation. How will they know unless they hear someone preaching? They hear, hear it preached. Therefore, the Lord was pleased at different times and in various ways to reveal himself and to declare his will to his church. That's referencing Hebrews 1.1. To preserve and propagate the truth better and to establish and comfort the church with greater certainty against corruption of the flesh and the malice of Satan and the world, the Lord put his revelation completely in writing. Therefore, the Holy Scriptures, this is what we're talking about, 
are absolutely necessary. They're mm-hmm. required because God's former ways of revealing his will to his people, prophets, apostles, things of that nature, have now ceased. Yeah. Amen. And so then it goes on in paragraph two to list out the 66 books of what we have today in Scripture. And and it's all and I, I'd like to culminate that in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. Yeah. All I was gonna go there. Scripture. <laughs> all, all scripture, scripture is Yeah. God breathed. This is God's breath on paper. Like God breathed out the scriptures, and it's profitable for teaching and for reproof, for correction and training in all righteousness. So yeah. you've got all scripture from Genesis one one to the end of Revelation. Yeah. You've got this is God's. This is God's command. very breath, very breath laid out on the pages for us. But wait, uh, as guys. men were carried along but wait. by the Holy Spirit. Yes. Let me ask for those out there who are thinking this out there. Wasn't the Bible written by man? Yeah. Yes, of course it was. It was. So, expl- however, explain. <laughs> Isn't it? If it's written by men, how can it be trusted? Yeah. So yeah. please explain. Yeah. Uh, well. Uh, Just briefly, Peter Peter answers that for us when he isn't it Peter right? Men were carried along by the Holy Spirit, yeah. um, so he speaks about yes that men wrote these scriptures. They they put them in writing. Um, it was not uh, some sort of uber spiritual. Um, what's it called where people will like close their eyes and like you know write uh, stuff down. Uh, you know. Uh, um, you know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking Whatever about. Whatever that yeah. is, it's pagan. I'll think it's pagan. It. <laughs> it was. It was not that osmosis. Okay? Uh, you know, it was not it's this dictation. You yeah. know that people think of it. That scripture says that they God, were carried yeah, along, carried along, by moved the Holy by Spirit. the Spirit. They were moved. They were inspired by Him. Yeah, yeah. And the things, therefore, that they wrote were infallible. They yeah. were inerrant. Uh, that means without error. And uh, we're told that they were carried along by God. For God's purposes, in order to inform God's people, God's church. And case in point, you've got the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Each one of those men have personalities. Each yeah. of them... Yeah, you see you, their you writing style. Their writing style. Yeah. Even the, and after that, then you read, see the writing styles of Paul. Yeah. They're just... I mean, it's a different yeah. style. And then, you, then you get to a completely different world when you read things like Jude. Yeah. yeah. You know, And then the epistles of John, however... It's so amazing when you see the consistency, right? Mm-hmm. Where first, second, third John, we've got the same writing style, the same yeah. type of verbiage is used, the same uh, wording, you know. Exactly. Um, you can tell it's the same one that wrote the Gospel of John. Yeah. Can I wrap this that question yeah. up? Put a bow on it with just reading the scripture that you're referencing to, which I believe is Second Peter one twenty one. Yes, please do. So. I didn't have it memorized. No, you're I'm no. Sorry. I, that, wow. That's why I looked it up. That's why I looked it up. Yes, so I can do. reference it Thank for you. people. How dare you? And it says, "For no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man." Wait, 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 wait. You mean I can't get private revelations directly downloaded from God? You not mean a, not I, according to wait the a minute, scriptures? Because okay. I heard a preacher one time say the Lord spoke to him and gave him a word. Not yeah. according to the scriptures. No, thank you. Yes, read on, Aaron. <laughs> so. But men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Yeah, amen. And and the idea of when we, and I know we tongue-in-cheek when we say, oh, the pastor said he got a word. You don't need a word. You already have been given a word. It's in the 66 sacred texts, uh, uh, 66 books in the sacred text of the scripture. So the 66 books consist of what? 
You got the Old Testament and the New Testament. Oh, okay. So there's no Quran or... uh, Apocrypha. Yeah, or... No Apocrypha. Like the... uh, What's the... What's the thing that the there's the like Book there's of various Mormon? other yeah, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. okay the Catholic yeah. Bible we have other uh, interesting anomalies like the Gospel of Thomas sure. and, and things like there's yeah. even I've heard of a Gospel of Judas and things mm-hmm. like and that the, those um, why those things are interesting I don't they're not canon they're not right. they're right. not Amen. part of the yeah. inspired well, and they're, and they're not word. because much greater <laughs> I'm just, smarter, I will say this with humility here much much greater and smarter men than any of us in this room had worked for centuries working through these things and saying uh yeah there's a lot of things happening in this quote-unquote gospel of thomas that is contradictory we're just three-bearded wretches everything else in this new (laughs) discussing the word of god is not uh and yeah, you know what I'm saying. So yeah, this does absolutely. not fit. There was a lot of work that went into this absolutely. initially, and we're we're not diving into the depths of the uh, ancient transmission of Scripture tonight. But you know, so let me ask you this, know. Pastor Caleb. Yep. How does one apply sola scriptura to their life? Man, this is where you, when God's word is first, you have to. Well, let's just go to James. That way, yeah. I can. Let's go to James four. And while you're getting there, uh, just real quick, um, in reference to your last question, Aaron, mm-hmm. one of the things referenced in that paragraph that I read from the 1689 was Hebrews 1.1, I mentioned. Mm-hmm. And so it says, Long ago, at many times, and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets, but <laughs> in these last days, meaning since Jesus' ascension, in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, Mm-hmm. whom he appointed the heir of all things through whom he also created the world. Folks, Jesus is the last direct speaking of God directly to the ears of men. He's actually, isn't right? he the word? He is the word. <clears throat> Incarnate. In the flesh. Incarnate. Yes. Amen. Amen. <laughs> yeah. So what you so how, covering, so how do we apply it to our lives? How do we apply solar scripture? First of all, we have to, um, we have to read the word first. Number one, you've got to read it. Yeah. And then number two, if you spend time in it, it's like a mirror. It's going to expose flaws in you. Yes, You're going to see really dirt. And, and then what you, what you must so Number one, you've got to immerse yourself. Because in James 4, 6, it says, But he gives more grace. Therefore, it says, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. You've got to... As God's grace, you're saved by grace through faith, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. And then verse 7, submit yourselves therefore to God. I have it highlighted. Wow, look at that. that. Come on. Submit yourselves therefore to God. You have to submit yourself. Because there's a lot of people that can quote Bible verses, but they're not. I mean, there's there's no, oh, I go to to such and such's church down the road. Uh, I'm a member there since since night. I went to camp. I did all these things. But I'm like, yeah. Is there whole, are you pursuing a longing for holiness? But wait, if wait. I submit myself, won't that make me a slave? <laughs> yeah. Yes, it will. You're great at asking questions. <laughs> yes. yes. In it, fact, it, the scripture says that we are, if we are not slaves to our sin, we are slaves to Christ. Amen. So regardless, we're slaves Dulo. to something. You're either a slave to your sin and yourself, or you're a slave to... To Christ, yeah, and hey, the, I just preached a sermon on this. The tend <laughs> as as my my father's spiritual uh, guy that he that he pastored under for a while, Doctor Adrian Rogers. The tender tyranny of Christ will mm. rule and reign over you. 
And there's the, so there is yes, it's but it's tender tyranny. You you live in yourself as a slave, man. You're gonna be tortured. You're gonna be frustrated. You're gonna be living in massive uh, just anxiety all the time if you're trusting in you as your own god you saying i'm gonna fear things on a different level than what one may consider normal covid <laughs> <laughs> yes absolutely if you're if you're trusting in your uh in yourself mm. um i would say it's not only normal but expected for you to have irrational fears of of things happening in your life various wow. trials so when you and when and i'll keep going in james 4 when it says submit yourselves therefore to god and resist the devil and he'll flee from you uh, a lot of people i hear people oh i'm gonna resist that old devil and i'm like are you submitting to god's word mm-hmm. well no well the devil's gonna you're gonna get the trash beat out of you he's gonna, <laughs> like you're gonna, <laughs> gonna eat get, you alive he will he will whip you up and down the block it's and happened then, to me before and if then I'm being honest and then you yeah. keep going in verse 8 it says draw near to god and he'll draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, O oh, you sinners, and purify your hearts, mm. you double-minded. Be wretched, and mourn, and weep, and let your laughter be turned to mourning, and let your joy be turned to gloom. And you say, well, golly, Caleb, that sounds horrible. But yeah. that's the stance of a humble person. Yeah, A humble person will receive what? In verse 11, humble yourselves there before God, and he will exalt you not yeah. you not you exalt yourself yeah. but you humble yourself under the tender tyranny of christ mm-hmm. he then will say ah just like isaiah when he says woe is me god said there's the guy i'm gonna use yeah boom and yeah. and he said your 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 iniquity has been cleansed been purged why because did he come in going thumb in your his lapels yeah. man god's lucky to have a guy looking like me look how <laughs> humble i am i'm a humble fella <laughs> No, you're not. You're prideful, and I, I, you know. Right. I think and, it's and interesting. Who, we have to be clear here. Who is it that does that? All those things you just listed. Does what? All those. It, who is the person that is able it's, to humble themselves? Is able to submit to God? The, a those repentant, things. a repentant sinner. And yeah, believers. Right? Uh, believers. Yes. Yeah. A believer in Christ. We, we're not just saying that every Any person out love. in the world, sure, like, sure. hey, you need to humble yourself and submit yourself to God, and then everything will be fine. Yeah, that's not. Uh, it's not a pre. I mean, no, that's, that's, not, that's a, not what Romans three and Romans eight says. Right, that's Die not to I'm, self. Yeah, no. for the for the mind that is hostile, the the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile. Hostile, towards God. and so you. Yes, this is yeah. this, and once again, because what a lot of people do is they have this outward behavior modification. They see a they see a film or they see a play, and it pulls on the heartstrings. And, hey, do you want to go to hell? Well, no. Yeah, of course not. Do you want to go to heaven? Absolutely. <laughs> I want to go to heaven. Well, yeah. if you want to miss hell and get to heaven, pray this prayer and you'll be fine. Right. Well, where is that in the Bible? I see that hand. <laughs> right. Every eye, every head bowed, every eye closed. Yeah. Put that hand there. I see that. Hand. I see that. I, boom. Boom. But it's I, like an I love what, what you just said there because I mean that's a that's a picturesque um, representation of what you will often see in those large secret sensitive type yeah. churches because it's this mentality of we've got to get as many hands raised as many decisions and if you raise a hand that's possible. all it takes you don't even have to you don't even have to confess yeah. although Romans 10 says if you confess with your mouth right but you, they're not even saying that they're just saying put the hand in the air right right and they might do but a even then up. we have to remember what the rest of that verse says right sure. yeah. you confess with your mouth and, and believe, believe in your heart, in your heart. Yeah. now who causes that to happen uh, hmm <laughs> 
<laughs> That's the most important part of that verse. The Holy it is Spirit God, is the, the Holy Spirit, and, who draws, who yeah, calls, who yeah. opens the eyes and ears of a of a sinner who hated him and back and back loved to the their idea. sin. And now all of a sudden they see 100%. Christ and all his loveliness and they think, I need Christ. I love Christ. I now am starting to hate the sin that I once loved. That's the sign of a true repentant sinner that's been right. changed by God, rather than what you said just a minute ago, someone that's, they, they've raised the hand and they've made some sort of outward decision, and then they continue to um, try to do outward things sure. in order to pretend to be saved, but they may not actually have ever had a true heart change. Absolutely, and that's and it's all about, and this back to the where I started in Romans 10, how then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? Right. How do they right. not? How how can someone believe? Right. Was well, Christ actually preached? Yeah, exactly. Did you actually hear who he is and what he accomplished? How and how will they believe in him of whom they have never heard? Yeah. And how will they hear without someone preaching? So, in order for faith to come, how how do how do we gain access to faith? Right. It's through the proclamation of the word it's through the yeah. preaching of god's word it's a double-edged sword it must right? be it must be proclaimed and it and you can't just say oh jesus was a good old boy he was a good example he was because a lot of people say oh yeah jesus was a good teacher he was a good example he was a good he was a prophet he was a prophet he was all these you know all right. these things that people say no 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 jesus is god not was is jesus is god and he has Come to seek and to save that which was lost, and the only way you're getting access to him is through the preaching and the proclamation of the word. And if right. you're going to a church where they're not proclaiming the word on a regular basis, but they've got an awesome rock star band, yeah, right. you're missing out. Right. You're missing out. Right. Because I have conversations with people who go to these larger churches. There's a couple here in town. And the, yeah. I ask, what is it do you that you love about your church? I, I that's a right. co- standard question that I ask people to go. You to used the, to ask me that question. I did. So what? <laughs> and what was your standard answer? Oh man, I, I love. I was it. I was in the worship band. You know, mm. I just I yeah. love the music. Music love is the like worship. it's like a rock star. Music, you know, it's just it's it's just so. Boo! I can't even put it into words, bro. Bro, <laughs> self. Yeah. It's, it's such just, like they got, all they, they got all the lights. Emotional, they got a full band, very, an emotional appeal yeah. to, and they've got a fog machine, and they've got lights, and they've got all these things because God knows you can't. The Holy Spirit can't work without a fog machine, so we've got to have we've got to have these things that take place. And it's dark and, in the room, and too, it's dark so in the room. Really, focus really on focus God on the band. Really, and I just I want mean, to say this: God. in all love, your emotions are not a proper bandage. For your sin, no, they're not. <laughs> so if what I'm what I mean by that are is if you feel a a happy a temporary happy emotion uh, that stems from or after a sinful action. Mm-hmm. So say you know you pray with me and I feel really good about it and. I know I'm going to do better. I'm going to do better. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to do better. I'm happy in that moment. And that emotion right. does nothing for my sin. Nope. Yeah. Me saying I'm going to do better. Well, you, you've gotten an adrenaline high. Absolutely. I, and I, I feel like a lot of times, just real quick if I can, um, and, and I only know this from my own experience, mm-hmm. growing up in various churches, attending various churches, I myself would find myself looking back in these states of 
emotion where I was just answering this emotional appeal. Right. I was just right. running to something that I thought was going to give me temporary happiness in that moment to yeah. satisfy my selfish need yeah. to uh, what, what you want overcome my sin, yeah, yeah. you know, which I can't. And, and, right. and here's the thing: <laughs> so, yeah. some preachers, right. even I, I can, I can motivate people to some degree. I've been invited into schools to talk about why you shouldn't do drugs. And I had a guy come to me after my. I mean, I was in Taco Bell a couple weeks later. And this guy walked up to me and goes, "Hey, you do you talk?" I said, "Yeah, I'm doing it right now, bro." Do you talk? <laughs> and he goes, "No, no, no, no. I mean, you come to schools and talk to kids about why you shouldn't do drugs." I said, "Yeah." He goes, "Man, I came to that assembly high. It changed my life. I went and I got apply. I applied to Pitt State, and now I'm going to be an electrical engineer." Well, that's awesome. Amen. Well, yeah. good. I'm I'm really Thank happy God about for that. that. Wow. That's awesome. But did you speak the word? No, I, I didn't talk about you Jesus just at all. Talked. I didn't. I wasn't because like, in a public school, I could talk about making a decision or making <laughs> wise choices. Yeah. You just talked about just, happiness. I just talked about happiness. Guess what? <laughs> that dude didn't get saved. Is he a Christian? Yeah. I, don't, I have no idea. But I can tell you that I can motivate people. Yeah. And there are certain Being preachers. Being motivated is not the same as having not. a heart of stone taken out and yeah. replaced with a heart of Anything flesh. I can talk you into, somebody smarter than me can talk you out of it. Submitting to God is what we're re- talking to. So how does one submit through the scriptures? Yeah. And I think Being that was your original application. And that's what he is, he is alluding to. And that's yeah. what my questions were trying to uh, you know, steer us to in I'm going to jump to the next question, and then if you had something that you wanted to add, um, we can do that. But I just kind of want to keep things going. Sure. So everyone at home, just buckle up because we're not quite done yet, okay? We're getting um, close, though, but not quite. I, I, got, a, I got a question, and, it, and it's with reference to the whole sola scripture. Scri- uh, scriptura. Scriptura. Thank you scriptura. very much. Scriptura. Scriptura. I said that earlier, and then I kind of wanted to slap myself. But anyway. Uh, scriptura? Yeah, Scriptura. Scriptura. That's the oaky. Uh, We're from Oklahoma, folks. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, anyway. Um, just simply, what is the whole counsel of God? When people are referencing the counsel of God, what is the whole counsel of God? Because I know that there's some people out there going, Wait. God has a council. <laughs> yeah. It's like what a, is, is that, that about? Is it like city yeah. council? <laughs> the right. people council God? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And well, as it turns out, this is actually addressed in that same chapter that I referenced in the Y'all, if you listen to this podcast, you're going to hear a lot from the 1689, okay? Because uh, you know, Look that up. It's Reformed Theology. Read it, baby. It's great. Um, But in paragraph six of that same chapter, this is addressed. It says, The whole council of God concerning everything essential for his own glory and man's salvation, faith, and life is either explicitly stated or by necessary inference contained in the Holy Scriptures. Amen. Nothing is ever to be added to the Scriptures, either by new revelation of the Spirit or by human Tradition. Man, that's powerful. Man, so, gets me pumped. Yeah, I, man, so I, love, I love the confession. And so in practical application, yeah. what does that mean for the preacher? How does one do that? You okay. go, you preach the whole word. You don't yeah. just cherry pick. And that's the reason I... In yeah, context. In context. And so I, I'm, not, I'm not against topical preaching. Yeah, sure. But I, I prefer exegetical preaching. That means verse by verse... Line by line, word by word, and this yeah, is sometimes. Right. And even when when I've done 
Like you asked me relatively recently, the, earlier this year, to do a, a sermon a on a topic, sure. right? You you assigned Not against me a topic. Those uh, however, I'm going to uh, approach that still mm-hmm. in an expository way. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to bounce all over Scripture just picking out single verses out of context because they say that the topic you gave me was putting sin to death, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm not going to go word search. And if I remember, you like an Romans encyclopedia. 6, yeah. That entire chapter so, is about putting your son to death. Yeah, and so naturally one of the places you can end up is Romans 6 because yeah. that's a lot of what the whole chapter deals with. And so I didn't do, you know, cherry picking bouncing all over the place like a ping pong ball. No, I picked out four, maybe five verses in in the body of Romans you 6 gave somewhere. You a 45 minute sermon that, on that. That fit that that topic. However, delivered in a verse by verse, word for word, expository way. And, and because if um, and if you don't do, if you don't preach the whole counsel, the whole word of God, you yeah. can tend to get these motivational seminars that are considered I sermons. I was just about to say, that. and that's yeah. what that's where you uh, go. Come, comes more of a speech yeah. rather so than twelve a reasons you need to be enthusiastic yes. for the Lord. Oh, and man. so, and that's kind of what I asked at the beginning too, when we first opened up and mm-hmm. we're talking about this. Is you know you hear some pastors who. Um, will give you the the one scripture up here, yeah. And instead of speaking to that scripture in context about what yeah. it is God is trying to say to us, they'll go off on some tangent about how their life right. intertwined yeah. and was basically what God is talking about right. in that instance. And so, right. I, and don't get me wrong, there are times where I believe that we can. Apply things that happen in our life 100 yeah, percent to that's I'm yeah. not you know no, no, no. Uh, never by scripture illustrations yes and absolutely I'm not saying never, you can't yeah, reference no, 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 no. Yeah. reality you know what I mean the, there the are world times, we live in there are times and places for topical messages Amen. There, there really are mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm totally fine with topical like, case in point um, a holiday that comes up whether it's Father's Day Mother's Day Independence Day. But if your message is strictly how to be a better mom and the gospel's not in there, right. it's a waste of time and right. a wasted opportunity. Right. I mean, that's great that you want to be a better mom, but how did who, who created motherhood? Who made mother? Who made fatherhood? Who gave us freedom? Who yeah. gave us liberty? Where well, did that come from? That's what I was just going to say, too, is right. to that as a veteran, you know, freedom's a big deal to me. Mm-hmm, sure. And so... Ultimately, my freedom comes from Christ, though. And so right. if I go to church on, you know, around Independence Day... Which 4th, Day, 4th of July is on a Sunday yes, this year. Yeah, so, so if oh you go to church this year and you hear a message and it's talking about how, you know, our forefathers gave us freedom and there is no scripture right. spoken of at all or yeah. very little scripture spoken of and, First and of all, our guiding father- you to... Jesus being the ultimate person who gives right. us freedom. And a lot right. of our forefathers would come back and want to punch you in the mouth yes. and say, yeah. how um, dare you like, not uh, use Christ? You and, preach the word, preacher. Yeah, I have yeah. A, yeah, it's I, like if your sermon is focused on whatever holiday fathers or, or, whatever or whatever it is, is yeah. it's like, yeah, I'm all for uh, loving mothers and mm-hmm. acknowledging mothers. I'm for, I I'm for biblical motherhood. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I had them all. <laughs> if, if all, I think this was in the first American gospel film. You know, yeah. If, yeah. if all someone comes away with from your sermon is how to be a mo- better mother, uh, you didn't preach the word. It's a wasted you opportunity. You the scripture and you wasted these people's time yep. and... That's I'm right. just gonna say it. You should be ashamed. It should be. Like That's right. you, you can, you can uh, 
I hate to even use this word, but glorify in a, in a certain sense these these mothers and love them. Tell them how much you appreciate them. Sure. And hey, maybe we'll even work in a couple motherhood illustrations or applications sure, within the sure. the text that you're in for your sermon. Maybe you, you might do that. Run with the but book of Ruth. If and... you're not, if you're not <laughs> focusing on the word and preaching it, and if people didn't learn about Christ, who He is, what He accomplished, and what God is doing to redeem His people. You didn't preach the gospel, man. That's right. You know? It's, it's, but this is the day we live in. And now, as a result of this mentality in the church world, this is what we've got is we've got churches that are jam filled, jam packed to the brim with thousands of people every weekend. Yeah. And, and, and they're, you know, they've got a rock star band and they've got a hip, cool, skinny jean wearing preacher. And he gets (laughs) up and, and, and says, stuff that sounds good like yeah. there's some things that sound really really great um but very motivational like, oh super <laughs> motivational like this is the thing that people like i don't dog like, on joe osteen because i think he's a horrible motivational speaker i think he could give tony robbins a run for his money yeah like that he dude, could definitely make me feel good about myself dude it, like and if he came out and he <laughs> said he does if yes. he if he came out and said i'm a motivational speaker I'd be on board and I'd be like, man, y'all should. If, if you're looking for a motivational message, yeah. go find Joel Osteen because he's a motivational speaker. Right. But he comes out and says, I'm a gospel preacher. You're not. No, you're not. No. You are not. You're not a gospel preacher when you all you do is point people towards, <laughs> you're a good guy. So that's a great segue for my next question, gentlemen. How do we as Christians approach failed teaching of sola scriptura? scriptura? Scripture. Scripture. How do we, appro- how do we approach failed? So yes. people so, who are not yes. situations where sola scriptura is not being taught. It, where yes, the, where the exactly. counsel of God is not being taught. Well, and uh, I, I think one step we can take is is simply challenging the modern traditions that we've been talking about. Yeah, you know, which that's kind of what we're doing with this podcast, sure, I sure. guess. But we need to talk about those things and be open about them and say, hey, is this really? what scripture has mandated for us is this what scripture has commanded because it is a command to meet with the body and to hear the word preached the word read to glorify god to sing praises to him those are all commands for the church to worship him and so (laughs) but i think we need to challenge those things and always be willing to ask, hey, am I doing the right thing here? Yeah. Am I really aligning <laughs> with Scripture? Because that that um, hammers on your pride yeah, sometimes. For sure. And you're like, well, surely I, I'm obeying God. I love God. Yeah. I, I love Jesus, whatever. But I think we need to be willing to take a step back sometimes and maybe take um, a little bit of constructive criticism from others who are sure. saying, hey, man, are you really, are you doing what Scripture actually yeah. tells us to do? You and know? that's, and because here's what happens. Folks that are in the reform camp, we can tend to be a little cagey sometimes, and we can get a little wiry. <laughs> sometimes. What? Sometimes we can get a little wiry, and we can get fired up about stuff. And if you do this, do it in grace. Yeah. Like, I'll use you as an example. Do it with peace and tender. I'm going to do it with you as, as an example. You and I took many a walk. Mm-hmm. And we talk, we talked a lot about things. Yeah. I sent you Johnny Mac sermons. I, I just would send things your way. That, hey, take a listen. Tell me what you think. I, yeah. I love your opinion. And then you were like, you'd come and be like, what in the world is that? And then you started. <laughs> that just <laughs> smacked me across the face, yeah. Caleb. What was happening? What was that? And that then is he, so contrary to what I've been thinking. Literally. Like, these are, like we're walking and he's telling me these things. And, and he's like, 
I didn't, I didn't realize this, and I'm just going. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, you're just like giggling to yourself. And I was, I was like, this is <laughs> but, so much fun watching you, you this were, open up. Yeah, but you were putting into application what what I was just talking yeah. about, and that's what that that was that you were challenging. I was me. definitely you challenging. Were, you were you. challenging my my modern viewpoints, and some of them weren't even modern. They were they were yeah. they're relatively modern, but they were traditions that I had sure. grown up with. Well, why do you think that way? Why do you believe that? Those are questions and I just asked. Those are questions. And a lot of times I found my, and my, my friend Lucas would ask me a lot of the same questions. Mm-hmm. That Why do you think that way? Why do you believe that? Uh, because that's, because what, that's what I've always believed. Yeah. Because that's what my mom told me, what my dad told me, what my pastor told me. That's just what I've always thought yeah. was true. And that's the things, those are the things that we must challenge. So when you hear people in a church say things like, well, we've done it this way for 10 years. We've done it this way for 20 years, 50 years, whatever. It, it doesn't matter. Or maybe we've always done it this way. Yeah. Right then and there, you know you may potentially have a problem. Absolutely. And you need to ask some questions. Are we truly, this is what we're talking about, so let's scriptura, right? Are, is what you're doing truly aligning with Scripture? Yeah, right? true. And what God has mandated for us in yeah. it. 100%. Yeah. So I was just going to ask you, a question, Caleb, in reference to that, mm. how do we um, say we're starting to understand this, we're digging into the Word, but we're we're coming to a place where we're really uncertain yeah. about maybe our own salvation, our own place with God. Yeah. How should we take that and how should we move, what direction should we move in from that point? I mean, how do we approach it? From a biblical standpoint, sure. well, I mean, you, you have you ask you ask ask questions of, you know, how do you know you're a Christian? Tell me your tell me the tell me the time that God got a hold of you, and that's my standard. How did how did God get a hold of you? I never asked the question. You know, tell me when yeah. you when you when you decided to follow Christ. I never asked that yeah. question. I was asked, yeah, that, and I love that you say that because too often it's it's the man centered mm-hmm. way of questioning. How did what God, have you done? What mm-hmm. did you say? What did you yeah. you you me me me? No, what did God do? How did what God has get a hold God of you? Done and what? How has God changed your life? And a lot of people can't answer that. They question. can't answer, and they just go, uh, well, uh, and and, and well, was, I got saved. Okay, we'll define that response that. right there. And I say, and I always ask, yeah. that, can you that define that for me? Yes. I got there saved. Go. Well, what do you mean you got saved? Flesh that, that out. What does that mean? <laughs> saved from what? That's one of the most offensive yeah. questions. Your shirt says offensive. Yes. I love so it. read the. I just got it today. An overused term co-opted by fragile pansies to describe <laughs> when the truth hurts. And that's so accurate, isn't it? I mean, the, the, what is, you want to offend somebody who's yes. maybe a, a, a professing yet really shallow and maybe immature Christian who mm. doesn't actually read the word? Ask yeah. them, what does that mean? Absolutely. What do you mean by that? That is really, what do you mean? What do I mean? How dare you question? Well, I, I, just, <laughs> I have to I, challenge and, my own tradition. And then I just have here. to come I back and challenge my own thought. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have to come back and I just have to say, well, wait, you know, I'm not trying to be offensive. I, I just genuinely want to know yes. what your, th- your thought process. Yeah. And those were some of the questions I had when you and I would walk. And, you, and then you were like, I remember the day you were like, um, I don't know. I'm struggling with my own church right now. Yeah. I don't know if I should, like the things that I'm seeing on stage don't match what's in the book. And yeah. I said, like, really? 
Really? <laughs> really? You don't say. Tell me more. What do you mean by that? Well, I was reading here in this verse, and da, 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 and then I looked. I had my Bible open. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the on the screen, they only used the part of the verse, and it wasn't right. Yeah. And I was like, right. really? So what do you how do you, what do you think you should do? Well, I'm gonna go talk to my pastor. Good. That's the first step. Sure. That go talk to your pastor. And then when and I knew what was gonna happen, he's gonna ignore you. Because they've got a model and they've got a money-making machine. Let's run. Right. And I said, okay, so what do you think you should do next? Well, I don't want to answer those questions. Yeah. It's <laughs> really well, hard, man. As we're walking <laughs> as we're walking and talking, what, what should you do next, uh, Zach? Well, I, 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 my wife and I are talking about leaving. Well, where do you think you're going to go? I don't know yet. Well, why don't you know? Well, I gotta figure out where to go. It's like you gotta find a church that's solid on the that word of God. Preaches and then I said, word. I got a couple that I know that do. Why don't you try this one? Why don't you try this one? I gave you three choices. Yeah, right. And you landed one of those three choices. Yeah. And and now you're a member there. Yeah. <laughs> and and for a while. And it's just and it was and if but if I'd walked up to you and been like. Zach, the church you go to is a hellish church. You're stupid for being there, and you're an idiot. <laughs> like yeah, you're have, living in sin. That may have made me feel offended. <laughs> like, but but if I'd come at you in that manner, yeah. Because right. sometimes we as cagey boys, as reformed guys, can get real because we, we do have the yeah, truth. We can be a little combative. We can and, get real yeah, combative. Well, and the truth. Makes you it emboldens it you. Does. It, it does. It makes it you makes feel you so empowered. But it we have can to make dangerously sure. make you arrogant. Yes, we have right. to be be careful to not. And I've been there. Like, I do it on look, Facebook all the time. I'm and, sure you guys and have seen people me. will rebuke me. <laughs> yeah, in love yeah. they'll be like Aaron. You're like lovingly. Really, let me just say, calm down. Pump the brakes. Yeah, you're a little you're a little aggressive here. Pump the brakes. Right. Pump the brakes. Well, Thanos. it's so hard through social media anyway because yeah, yeah. You, you don't get all of the character and the the nuances of voice and and emotion Absolutely. and facial yeah. expression through text. So it's so much harder there anyway as it is. But I loved what what you did there in in my own life, my own testimony, and what I've seen countless other places where people are approaching with uh, with grace in love. Asking questions yeah. and trying to graciously lead the person along to recognize, hey man, and after a while where, the Holy Spirit at is not truly preaching the word. They're not holding their focus and um, their their foundation upon the scriptures exactly. and upon the full counsel of God and what He says in His Word. And what we need, because we're coming up, we've got just a few minutes left, but. We need a biblical revival of yeah. knowing God and knowing the God of the scriptures and, and to dive headlong into those scriptures as our standard for everything. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> so how do we do that? How does one uh, dive into the scriptures? What do, what? How do we study to show thyself approved? Yeah. How do we do that? I like that. You went, to, yeah. you went all King James on that. Yeah, so... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just that? to just to nerd out for a minute or so, I'm not going to go through all this because I got like two pages and I could go for another hour. <laughs> but uh, maybe we'll address this another time, uh, Caleb. But um, we need to practice a couple things. And that is, as a Christian, I love what R.C. Sproul once said. He said, every Christian is a theologian. Every Christian. <laughs> and what he meant by that is that we are, we're expected to study the Word, to love the Word, to ingest the Word 
the word, to feed on it, right? And to love it. That, that's what, too. Yeah, a, a true <laughs> Christian loves the word of God and wants to draw near to him. So as we study the word, you asked how. Yeah. And the how is to nerd out here for just a couple minutes. Don't tune me out. <laughs> we need to practice proper two things. Hermeneutics. Herman who? Herman. <laughs> Hermeneutics. And exegesis. And we already mentioned exegesis yep. earlier. But in synopsis, hermeneutics is simply, it's the science or the practice of consistent interpretation. Yeah. And that's, that's right. all we're talking about here. We already met, talked about it a little bit. Yep. In context, we need to read scripture in context. When we study, we should examine uh, three basic principles I'll lay out here. The clear before the difficult. The clear helps us interpret or understand the difficult. The literal before the figurative. So the literal helps us inform the figurative. Yeah. And then the general before the detail. And I'm telling you people, if you just will put those three small principles yeah. to yeah. your biblical study, it goes a long way. <laughs> yeah. So in, in short, hermeneutics, all it is is essentially making sure that your interpretation is being done in a consistent manner yeah. are you allowing uh, scripture to interpret scripture that's mm. the most basic principle and the other thing real quick before you make your yep. uh, last address to this and then a closing uh, discussion um, you, you mentioned something a second ago exegesis 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 what Exegesis. Um, so essentially, all we're talking about there, it's it's very similar to hermeneutics, but not the same. Exegesis just refers to the practice of pulling the all the meaning, all of the understanding, your argumentation, your application, all those things, pulling it out of the text. Out of so the you scripture? Can, you can hear the word exit in the word exegesis. Yeah. That's all it means. We're pulling the meaning out of the scripture rather than the opposite, which is eisegesis, yeah. where Putting. the opposite would be imposing mm. or pushing my own opinions onto Scripture. Yeah. That's what we want to avoid. We no. want to avoid that, but what you're talking about is understanding what God has spoken to us. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh. What God has What said. a revelation. <laughs> what a re and it, and it's so it's so odd in our modern culture though, isn't it? Because yeah. so many professing Christians yes. just simply don't do that. Yeah. The mentality that I've heard you mm. preach against many times, Caleb, is this this verse of the day mm -hmm. mentality that what does this verse mean to you? Yeah, what's it mean? What does it mean to you today? I read no, my no, no. daily devotional. Yeah, and so I know. And you need to say, whoa, 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 let's pump the brakes. It's and those not, are good, by the way. Yeah, I, I and devotion's great, but we need to be very careful. It's not what does this mean to you, like yeah. your personal opinion. The scripture only has one meaning. And that's the God-intended meaning, and so that's what we're—that's all we're trying to accomplish with exegesis is to pull out the God-intended meaning out of the text. Absolutely, so that will help us put sola scriptura into to practice. Hundred percent, I agree. So I think one of the things that we need to—if you're looking for a solid spot or a solid place to start looking for biblical teaching and preaching, as you well, my pastor's not doing these things. Man, you can find resources online, and you, then find people that in your in your area that are a part of those, uh, a part of biblical churches. But you, I mean, listen to guys like Steve Lawson, Doctor Steve Lawson, Doctor John MacArthur, R.C. Sproul, um, 
uh, Ligon uh, Duncan. I, I can name off several, but yeah. these are guys. Anyone that, at Ligonier. <laughs> anyone at Ligonier. Ligonier. Grace yeah. to you. Um, uh, uh, Doug Wilson. A lot of these guys mm-hmm. are just solid teachers. And yeah. I, they don't come out in the big flashy and bang and bow, boom, boom. All right, man, bro, yeah. what's up? They come out and they. They open the word, and I think yeah. the reason we they love li- the word and they preach the word. And half the time, I got to listen to them two or three times to understand because it. I'm so simple minded yeah. to understand it because they're so like, blessed and, and back to in their ability here. I've never heard teach. it explained Absolutely. that way. That is incredible, and that's okay if you have to do that. Is what I'm hundred percent. I've like, listened yeah, to some sermons. Absolutely. Okay, I've listened to some R.C. Sproul and John MacArthur sermons two and three times just to be like. Did I miss something? What are they saying here, and what does Scripture say to what they're mm-hmm. saying? And we've we've grown up in the children's yeah. church mentality where they have, this guy has to come out and hold your attention because everyone's attention spans only about twenty minutes. Yeah, and so right. Like, right. But no, no, no. But you've the, got but to train again, yourself. That's this mentality of entertainment, isn't it? <laughs> well, I can only hold him for twenty minutes. Oh, really? I'm sorry. I thought the sheep of God love to hear the word. Preached. And and here's the deal. Amen. As John, even as, more than twenty minutes. As, Give me thirty or forty or uh, 45, 50. I'm fine. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and as Steve Lawson said, it's not a matter of attention issues. It's a heart issue because yeah, they didn't have an absolutely. attention issue at the movie last night. They right. didn't have an attention issue at the ball game. Yeah. They didn't have an attention issue. Uh, at doing the things that they wanted to Amen. do. Preach it. When my pastor uh, starts talking about, because he does this regularly, mm-hmm. he starts saying, oh, I'm running out of time here. I literally yearn at times for him <laughs> yeah. to just keep just, on going. No. Let's go another hour. Bro, you don't have to cut it off short because we're getting close to noon. If they want to go you're, eat lunch, let them go eat. Yeah. I'm here, man. You're let's, preaching the word, and I want to hear the in. word. Amen. Pull it out. For us, man. Okay. Do your exegesis. So, so let me ask you this, C. What would be your last message to people? And then you can follow this up if you want, Zach. Sure. What would be your last message to people um, regarding Sola Scriptura and uh, applying it to their life and their uncertainty? I know you said, let's, let's plug in and find a place. If you're uncertain about what your pastor is teaching you, if it's biblical or not, how can people... Figure that out. And, and what do they need yeah. to do? What are the steps they need to take? You you alluded to it a minute ago, Caleb, but just to sum it up, how do people dive into Sola Scriptura and understand it and seek it? Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to let you... Because yeah, I've I mean, got a thought. I'm, I'm I mean, if, thinking. It, listen, if you, if you are a Christian, if you are truly, authentically a Christian, and God has changed your heart, Ezekiel thirty six twenty six. He has mm-hmm. ripped out your heart of stone and given you a heart of flesh. One of my favorite verses. One of and my two. That's why I memorized. <laughs> he he is he has done that for you. He has changed you. You are yearning for the word and you're hungry for it. That's natural. Mm-hmm. Not to the natural man, nope. but to you now because God's changed your heart. And yeah. so if you are not being nourished in your church and you're not hearing the word preached explained to you exposited to you exegeted to you <laughs> if you're not receiving being that fed. Um, if you're not being fed goodness gracious uh, you need to be digging into the word for yourself for sure you sure. need to be studying it uh, digesting it chewing on it although all those things are, are are great and you you should do that and and desire that but if you're not if that is not happening at your church I would encourage you to at least not run away immediately, prayerfully seek, but some, prayerfully seek some godly some wisdom. Yeah. There is a there is a uh, what's the the proverb? Um, a, a host of wisdom in a 
in a uh, at a council. Uh, account, yeah, uh, 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 you know, um, there's wisdom in a, in a council, <laughs> basically a council of multiple godly people. Um, seek out that counsel, counsel yeah. from people around you who do know the word, who understand the word, who love the word, just like you do. And maybe that may lead you someday to leaving your church. I no. can't tell you that for sure. But if you're hungering for that and your church is not doing that, I would say at the very least, you need to start asking some serious questions. No. So uh, Titus, I think of Titus too, because Jesus, oh, oh, I'll start in Matthew 28, because Jesus said, go therefore and make disciples. Yeah. Where's the model for that? Titus 2. But as for you, teach sound doctrine. Teach what accords to sound doctrine. Mm -hmm. Older men, be sober-minded, dignified, self-controlled, sound in faith, love, and steadfastness. So align yourself with godly men. Align yourself, ladies, with godly women. Mm -hmm. And and allow them to teach you things. Get get around people that you know. Man, I know... Chuck down the street, man. I know he loves the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. Get around him and just let him just yeah. rub off on you. Ask him some questions. Ask questions. Pick his brain, man. That's what we're called to do. Every one Christians. of us knows somebody that's yeah. a godly person. Yeah. And you're listening to this, you're like, man. Well, I don't why know. else are we called to be a body, right? Exactly. The body has parts. Go consult other members of the, of the body, body that Find you respect. Out. You're like, man, that guy says a lot of words that I don't understand. I'd like and to he know seems, more. He seems to know his stuff. You nope. to go ask him some questions. I've got friends that That's are like okay. that. I've got, I've got a brother, Dave Melhoff. He's the guy that I, yeah, he's a question answer guy. Oh, yeah. He's a, he yeah, loves yeah. to ask yeah. questions. He's like, well, what do you think about? And he, I only met him a couple times. He just draws things yeah. out of you because he's asking. He's almost sixty. He draws these things out yeah. in question form. I'm going. Dad, come. Yeah, well, that's I, good because it makes you think, man. Yeah, and so put you to that's, the test. That's and that's where I've learned. Once again, I've learned from him that the, yeah. the model of asking questions. Run with that. Teach what accords with sound doctrine, and get with older and sober-minded men. Follow Christ, and then once you do that, get connected in because as you grow in that, you're gonna you're gonna see inconsistencies in an unbiblical church, right. and you're gonna have right. a yearning to man. I want to be a part right. of a biblical one. Yeah, and exactly. so when you get into that, you're yeah. just going to be like, and once you get into the groove of a biblical church, then you ain't going to want to get out. Amen to that. You're right. going to want to get more people. I'm like, hey, you yeah. didn't come to my church. Get in here. You got to check this out. Yeah, it was once you finally see, like, oh, this is what God actually designed. Yeah, man, I'm in. Yeah, if you've and, got a heart that's and I'll tell you this, in to sum that to sum everything up, I'll tell you this: what you're what elude what you're saying. The emotional stuff that we were talking about, uh, being drawn to that emotional appeal, yeah. that falls by the wayside. Yeah. You will understand yeah. that Runs. you, more than anything, don't want to sit there no. and continue to to have your sin pointed out, but you can't help but sit there yeah. and have your sin. And that's the beauty of grace and the grace yeah. of God. Yeah. And I just want to say, guys, this has been a phenomenal, phenomenal discussion. Uh we're going to do it again soon. Yep, we'll um, have another one. And, you know... The it, maiden voyage of the booted <laughs> This is the pilot. I, I just wanted to say uh, thank you for this, and um, it's been a pleasure. And, Caleb, you want to pray us Absolutely. out? Absolutely. I'd love yeah. to. Father, thank you for loving us. Yeah. And thank you for your word. Thank you that you have seen fit to, to, to show us your word. And God, we know that it, it it delighted you to show it to us. So, mm-hmm. um, I I am in awe that you would even remotely want to show me because I am 
it's not just the title. I am a wretch. <laughs> yeah. But God, I, I know that by your grace, I, have, I am no longer seen as a wretch by you. I am seen rather as a son. Um, blameless and holy in your sight. Not because of anything that I did, but rather because of what Christ did on my behalf on the cross. Yeah. Father, I thank you for these men in this time that we got together and to, to hang out and to talk about the things of Christ. Uh, Lord, I pray that you guard our minds, guard our hearts, protect us. Um, give us opportunity to share your gospel with somebody this week. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thanks, guys. <laughs>